0: My name is Kavita Milwani and I am a multi-certified intuitive success coach. I want to personally welcome you to Aligned and Soulful Success, where we empower soulful empaths, sensitives, and conscious leaders to confidently align with their purpose and opulently shine their light without the hustle. Together we will explore challenges and real implementable solutions so you can step into your unique purpose and shine. It is possible to bridge the success that you already have with the truest, soulful, mystical parts of yourself. Are you ready to rise up? Then listen in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. And I'm continuing this series on overwhelm and burnout as an conscious soul or an empath. So this week, I am diving more into the tendency to be a people pleaser. So people pleasers are people that kind of change who they are, change what they agree to do based on others, and may even behave in ways that is not their normal way of behaving because they're surrounded by others. Now the first thing that comes to mind is that I think of a teenager, right? And I have teenagers right now. And you know, it's a it's really developmentally normal for a teenager to want to belong, for a teenager to kind of copy what their friends are doing. In some ways they want to be seen and heard, but they also don't want to be too, um, they stand out too much. They, you know, they, they want to be part and included. And so the people pleaser behavior reminds me of that in a way, right? And it's a little different as an adult, but it's similar. And so that is the easiest way that I can explain uh, people pleaser. And I think there's enough in the media about teenagers, even if you're not regularly exposed to teenagers or, or have teenagers, you kind of have an idea of what that could be like, right? Now, of course, the media exaggerates a lot of aspects and that's a completely different story. But I highlight that as a way to understand what people pleasing behavior is. Now, people pleasing behavior does contribute to burnout and overwhelm. And so I will explain more of how that happens. But I want to talk about maybe some of the origins of this type of behavior, maybe why you engage in people-pleasing behavior, why I engage in people-pleasing behavior. And then I can talk more about how it contributes to burnout and then what to do with that. Okay, so I always like to give some solutions instead of just saying this is a challenge, right? So usually, the as human beings, It's a deep desire to belong. It's actually necessary for our survival. We actually need others to survive. You know, just imagine yourself maybe on a deserted island, right? How long would you be able to survive? Maybe you're great at survival skills and being able to create shelter and find food and do all the things you need to do. At a certain point, the isolation and loneliness will start to make it very difficult to be isolated in that way. And, you know, that's why solitary confinement is really a form of punishment. So, you know, historically we've we've lived in groups and in tribes and, and it's been a way of survival. So not being included and not being part of the group is and can be a big source of stress. And so when you're not part of the group, then that means you could be isolated. You may be cut off from resources. Um, you know, you're just not included in things. And so you don't know the secrets, right? So th- there's, there's always this kind of underlying and undercurrent of needing to belong in some way, shape, or form. Now, it may not come as you wanting to um, be exactly the same, right? We all want to have our sense of uniqueness or maybe not all of us, but most of us want to be ourselves, especially as we get older, but this happens, right? You know, and how does it show up for you? Does it show up for you as a way that you say yes to things that you really want to say no to? Um, When people are maybe gossiping or doing something that you don't like to do, do you just go along with it? um, that's a minor form of people pleasing. Uh, but you know, those are just some examples. Maybe there's, um, there's some dialogue or things that people are talking about and you don't agree with. And I see more and more people standing up and saying that they don't agree with what's going on. So I think that is definitely changing. Uh, and if you really take a moment, I invite you to take a moment and just look at your last month in your life. And maybe use a calendar or some other way to keep track of your time and look at how many things on your calendar or how many tasks were things that you actually actually didn't want to do and you did them because you wanted someone to be happy with you. Okay. Maybe a friend, maybe family member, um, maybe even a work colleague or a business partner. So just, just really be honest with yourself, right? Because we're all capable of engaging in this behavior. And I still, you know, consider myself a recovering people pleaser. So it's something that I do and I'm working on letting it go more and more. And I'm getting much better at not saying yes to things when I mean no. And that's just one form of people pleasing, but that's the way that it shows up for me. So what are the origins of this? I talked a little bit about wanting to be part of the group, wanting to be in that, um, make sure we survive, right? That's the brain's way to make sure we survive. And so so when we have the sense of that survival mechanism being threatened, one of the ways that we can react is the fight, flight, flee, or fawn, right? So you've heard of fight and flight, right? So that's like when you're in a high-stress situation. And when you're in this situation, you react. And that reaction can come as fleeing. It can come as fighting. It can come as freezing. Or it can be, now they say, fawn, right? So, So how can that show up? When you're fighting, you can actually confront the what's going on, right? So it can be like uh, maybe some aggression. You know, you can think of what's actually a physical fighting. Um, flight may be kind of leaving a situation if you can, but also maybe even changing the subject, right? And freezing is you're just not sure what to say and you're not sure what to do where the fawning is actually really in the realm of people pleasing, although the others could be too, where you're just over complimenting, overdoing it with the niceness, overdoing it with um, trying to help and doing way too many things. Okay. So when there's that feeling of the threat of like, I'm not going to be belonging here, I don't belong. um, And a lot of this is Unconscious, right? When you're in the moment, you're not thinking this, or maybe you are. And so you choose one of these behaviors when you're in the high stress situation. And that's the reaction, okay? So we want as much as we can to respond, right? So when you're in those reaction modes of that feeling of that threat, then you're more likely to engage in people pleasing behavior, okay? And usually that behavior is at the expense of yourself. So you are either doing things that you don't want to do, engaging in talk or behavior that really, you don't really feel like or want to or feel as like that's in alignment with you. Um, or you are abandoning yourself. And all of it feels like you're abandoning yourself. Okay. And so this behavior is behavior we've often learned from childhood and beyond, right? It comes not only from what I talk this primal need to belong, but it can also come from what was modeled in your household, what was modeled um, you know, with your friends, with your family, and a people people pleasing behavior is modeled all the time, right? And it can also come from conditioning of what is okay what is allowed, what behavior is okay, Um, and then that internal need that a lot of us have for validation, right? And so wanting to feel that validation that you are good at what you do or that you are good, like, as a person, right? Um, And just everyone has the need of wanting to be seen and heard, right? I've said this before, and maybe you've heard it, but I was listening to one of the podcasts, and I remember that you know Oprah said that after the lights turned off when she had her show, no matter who it was that was there on on that she was being interviewed, that was being interviewed, they always asked, "Do you think that they heard me?" And so the fact that we look at others and think that every you know, oh, I'm the only one that thinks that or feels that, no, that is something that we all want. We all want to be seen and validated and heard the challenge comes when we need it all the time. And the challenge comes when we can't self-validate, when we need that to feel like we're okay, that everything's good, right? And so how do you go from needing that all the time? How do you go from reacting in this fight flight freeze or fawn way how do you go from being a people pleaser and really not feeling that you're in much control over your life to having a high sense of confidence and self-worth knowing that you're worthy and being able to make decisions in ways that are in alignment with who you are how do you go from that? And even sometimes people will be in your life and unfortunately or fortunately, depending how you look at it, right? Some people come and go. That's part of life. And I know, especially these, this last few years, two, three years, um, I've heard this from so many clients that relationships have changed, um, people that they thought would be there, uh, forever or not. Or the opposite, people they never thought would be important to them became more important to them. So these changes happening, right? And so how can you be okay with that? And it not being a sense of defining who you are and your worth, okay? And so that takes work. And I wish I could tell you that there was going to be a quick fix. I wish I could tell you that, okay, all you have to do is this, okay? But what I can tell you is how to start. The first place to start is the awareness piece. Starting to build the awareness of when you are abandoning yourself and when you are engaging in people-pleasing behavior and noticing it. Setting that intention to not abandon yourself, to not say yes when you mean no. And one of the techniques I'll share with you that um, I use with my clients to start that process is that we, before you are asked, anytime you're asked to do anything, before you say yes, you're going to come up with a go-to one or two, one or two possible answers. And we work together so that what they're saying is sounds like them, right? And not like me. But And so some of the things that we've come up with together are, let me think about that. Or I have to check my calendar and get back to you. Um, uh, I want to make sure that I can commit to that. Uh, And, you know, something I say often is I never make a decision on the spot. And that's something that I've set for myself because I need some time to check in and check in with my intuition, really, especially for bigger decisions and so i will say i need to check and make sure or i ne- or I actually say that to some people depending on the situations that i don't make a decision on the spot so if you could give me till and i usually give them a time cuz i think that's in my opinion, a respectful way to do it. And it's respectful for yourself too, because you can stay in indecision for a long time and that's not helpful either. Right? So setting yourself a time to make a decision and then really allow yourself to look at your schedule, look at your calendar and check in with yourself. Is this something that you want to do? And if you don't, and it's not something that is going to be in alignment with how you want to spend your time or, is not supporting something that you really feel like you want to spend your time doing, then you say, no, that's not something that I can do right now right? You know, they say no is a complete sentence, but I think it's really difficult for people that are people pleaser to just say no, right? And so maybe a little bit of an explainer, but you don't have to go into a long explaining story, right? Of just like, I just can't do that right now. My time is limited, you know, whatever I, my calendar is pretty full right now or um I'm I've already overcommitted okay and why is this important because first you recognize that it's happening you make a decision that you're not going to say yes to things on the spot and then you'll notice that you start to bring more awareness to when you're saying yes when you mean no which is just like I said, one part of people pleasing, but it's a big part, right? And it's a big part that contributes to overwhelm and burnout. Because when you take on things that are not in alignment, things you don't want to do, those are the things that contribute to burnout. Those are the things that contribute to overwhelm. So that's my recommendation to you. If you really want to start working on that, start there. Now, if you will want to work with a coach and get deeper into that. That is what I do. I love to work with clients that are ready to make these changes in their life. And they're done. They're like, I am not, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be living my purpose. I want to have purpose filled days and be working towards the things that I want and my vision of what I want to create in my life. And I, you know, I've just, I've been, um, using, um, Carl Jung's um theory with the, this I'm a master certified jungian coach now and I'm in their in a higher level program to add more training and this really gets to what's underneath all this behavior the conditioning and why you continue to move that behavior the technique I shared is a great starting point And if you really want to go deep into that, working with someone that does that deep work, it's going to make a huge difference. I do have a couple spots available this month. Um, I don't take on a lot of one-on-one clients because the work is deep and I have a pretty full schedule. So if you are interested, um, I do provide uh, an opportunity for setting up a call and I would just, um, Use the link that I have, you'll see there's not a lot of slots. I've opened up a few more slots and I'd love to speak with you. And all we're going to talk about is what are your challenges um, and we will dive into what it would be like if um, we coach together and I'd give you some coaching on the call and we'll see if we're a good fit and I'll explain how it works. So um, I'm working with clients who are conscious, maybe empathic, and want to create purpose. So creating a purposeful success in their life. My clients are usually a little stuck somewhere. They've reached a certain level of success and they're not sure how to get to the next level. And i love to help them do that. And I help people that have their own businesses. And I also help some clients who are in corporate environments and need to get to their next level. So if this is something that speaks to you, then we'd love to talk and if you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love if you would tell others about it because, um, the more people that are conscious souls that can improve themselves and be successful, the better the world will be until next week. Take good care. Bye. Thank you for joining us for Align and Soulful Podcasts. To view the show notes and all the links that I mentioned in today's episode, please visit AlignedAndSoulfulPodcast.com. That's also where you can download my free gift, which is an abundance visualization and exercise to help you unlock your abundance. And so also before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you can receive new episodes right when they're released. You can subscribe right now in the app that you're listening to this podcast on. And thank you again for joining me. For Aligned and Soulful, this is Kavita Milwani. I will see you next time. Until then, take good care. Bye.